Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck as the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally upon us, and now the glorious month of October has befallen us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Creatures of the Night, and welcome back to the It Records podcast. It is Friday, finally, here on the It Records podcast, October 9th. So, this will be the ninth film that I will recommend to you on the little sideshow we are calling Halloween Horror. What's that? You've never heard of Halloween Horror. If that is the case, and this is your first time joining the podcast, Halloween Horror is a segment that we do every October on the It Records podcast, in which I, Matt Johnson, recommend a movie for you to watch every day throughout the month of October. So you're going to get 31 movie suggestions from me all month to watch in the horror genre. Because we know you don't watch the movies as much as us, or horror movies. You don't have a list. You don't watch them every month, every almost every week, which is what we're doing uh, to some extent. So you might watch them in October and we're hopefully going to recommend some here that you forgot about or haven't heard of and you want to watch as we approach All Hallows Eve. Just so you know, these suggestions will not be films that we've talked about in, in depth on the podcast and they will not be suggestions that I've given previously in Halloween Horror. So these are all brand new suggestions that we have never talked about on the podcast at any length. As well, added an additional layer this year where each of my suggestions will take place between 1990 and 2020. So you're going to get three decades of films. And my suggestions are going to be recommended in chronological order. Meaning October 1st was a film from 1990. October 2nd was a film from 1991 all the way up until Halloween, where you're going to get a movie from 2020. I just thought that would be an interesting take to watch how the horror genre has progressed over the years, why it changed, uh, why we sort of see these subtle shifts from, you know, what was going on in the 80s, those big slasher movies we moved to the 90s, uh, mid-90s when Scream comes out, reinvigorates the genre, 
you get those teen slasher movies, which we're at right now, where we are in uh, 1998, where 1996 was Scream, and today's suggestion is coming from 1998. So you are in the heyday of those teen slasher films where Scream really rebooted the horror genre. Um, you're getting, I know what you did last summer, Urban Legends. Um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, you know, Scream 2 came out actually a year after Scream itself, um, and they kind of piggybacked on that, uh, that success and tried to get, you know, teens in the theater. With that in mind, for 1998, the film I have chosen is I've Been Waiting For You. And it really falls right into that teen slasher supernatural horror subgenre that was really popular at the time. It's directed by Christopher Leach. You may have never heard of this one, honestly. And I, I don't blame you if you haven't because it's actually a made-for-TV horror slasher film. And it's based on the 1997 novel Gallows Hill written by Lois Duncan. And Lois Duncan also wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. So people, you know, literally... They saw the success of Scream. They made, I know we did last summer based on that book and thought, well, let's take one of our other novels. We'll make that into a film and people will want to go see it. So it's really kind of piggybacking off that craze that was going on at the time. I chose this one uh, and it falls into the horror slasher, those teen slashers, maybe some supernatural in there, um, witchcraft, but definitely that slasher, uh, masked killer hunting down the teens, the popular teens at school, uh, if you will. Re reinvigorating that 70s slasher tropes that we were familiar with back then. But I chose this one because it, it it's it's a personal one to me because I think this is actually one of the first horror movies that I saw growing up. I would have been like six years old, honestly, uh, when this one came out and it was made for TV. Um, and I remember getting a VHS of it from like the local movie store, which is a very antiquated sentence. Uh, for, for most of you maybe listening, um, and I had to rent it for a three-day period. And I was like six years old, um, and I got to check it out um, and see the whole thing. Um, so it, it really sticks with me pretty vividly. And around uh, this time, I think I was also being able to rent and watch The Sixth Sense was another one that sticks out to me. This one and The Sixth Sense were like some of the first horror movies that I ever saw as a young kid. Um, outside of TV, and that my parents, I think, let me watch. But I watched these nonetheless. Um, I found a way to watch these. Um, the general gist of this movie, uh, if you will, is it, follow, it follows a character named Sarah, who's played by Sarah Chalk, um, which you'll probably know her from Scrubs. She played Elliot um, in, in several other TV shows and, and films, but that's uh, Sarah Chalk, and she's the lead character in this film. As well, Ben Foster. Uh, plays Charlie Gorman in this film. Ben Foster is another great actor um, still in films today. Um, but they are both in this made-for-TV film in 1998. Back to the plot, it just follows a teenager who recently moves to Los Angeles, moves from Los Angeles, my bad, to Pinecrest with her mother, Rosemary. Always having been an outsider, she's not very welcome by her classmates at school, especially the popular group, who call themselves the Descendants Club. There's several of these characters on the route to her, criticizing her unusual clothes, but they begin to, to take her in. Um, slowly but surely, she starts to become associated with the group. Um, the main catalyst is why they call themselves the Descendants Club is because um, they tell her there was a, her house was once inhabited by Sarah Lancaster, who in 1698 was a young woman who was in love with a man who was already engaged to another woman. 
And according to them, Sarah later lost her mind and was put in a mental hospital. And not much later, the man she was in love with died along with her fiance. And the townspeople thought Sarah was responsible, so they burned her at the stake because they thought she was a witch and that she kept cursed the town that said she'd come back someday to, to enact her revenge and kill the descendants of the people who murdered her. And that's the house that Sarah moved into. And people start being, these, these people in the descendants club start being attacked one by one by a mass killer with like warring claws. And they believe that uh, this is the curse coming back. And perhaps Sarah is uh, actual, actually Sarah Lancaster. Um, and she's enacting the revenge on her. So it has a lot of, you know, the slasher craze. It's got the mass killer with the knives and has some witchcraft because it really deals with a witch being burned at the stake and believing Sarah to be the, like, the reincarnated witch at the time. Um, so it has many of those elements poorly panned. I mean, it wasn't a box office success because it didn't go into the box office. It was a made-for-TV movie released in March of 1998. Uh, runs 90 Minutes. It's still pretty low, even on Rotten Tomato scores, but it was largely negatively reviewed because they saw several similarities between Scream, The Craft, I Know You Did Last Summer, and it was just, you know, cashing in on those. But it, I wanted to bring it up because I guarantee it's one you've never heard of, and it definitely falls into that Scream teen movie of the late 90s that you might not have heard of, and I've been waiting for you. It's one you should, you should check out. It's really hard to find. I have trouble finding it. You could probably find it on a site that's not just a normal streaming site where you can rent or check out movies, but you can give it your best shot at Amazon or Google Play. But it's definitely got to be out there somewhere. Um, and it's it's, a, it's a, an interesting one to watch, um, especially because, you know, Sarah Chalk and Ben Foster and this, you know, uh, this, you know, lost movie in the 90s. Other films, though, that came out in 1998 that were more successful, more well-known, uh, include Urban Legend, which I've said several times. Uh, Urban Legend is one we've done on this podcast. It's one of our very, very first ones, actually. We did it before Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, that came out in 1998. The Faculty, Ring, not the American version, but uh, Ring You in Japan. Vampires by John Carpenter. The Bride of Chucky. The remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn, directed by Gus Van Sant, Blade, uh, H2O, Children of the Corn 5, lot, and I still know what you did last summer. It came out in, in 98. There was a lot uh, going on in 1998, but I've Been Waiting For You is the recommendation for the Halloween Horror. What else was going on in 1998? Um, baseball fans, this was the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, uh, race to beat the Mickey Mantle home run record in one season. Uh, that happened in 1998, even though both of them have now been said to use steroids. At that time, it was a pretty fun thing to watch in sports um, that was occurring in 1998. Uh, as well, this was the year Bill, Bill Clinton was impeached for the Monica Lewinsky scandal. That happened in... 1998, uh, which we were all familiar with, and we were also two years away from Y2K. I know I keep bringing that up, but we're getting closer to 2000. We were almost out of the 90s. But with that, I will conclude Halloween Horror for today, Friday, October 9th, with I've Been Waiting For You. Please tune in tomorrow 
on Saturday, where I will give you a movie from 1999. And we are slowly approaching the 2000 and the end of the 90s, where I might give you a wrap-up of uh, what the genre looked like in 1990 before we launch into 2000, which definitely takes a different turn than what we've been seeing so far. But tune in tomorrow for 1999. Until then, I am Matt Johnson, and I remain in the shadows. <laughs>